Hey everyone, how are you? I hope you are having an amazing day or evening, depending on when you're here. Today, we are answering the question of, will I get the job? So stay with me. You are listening to the Career Talk, a Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career-related. I tell you how it is, and we get right to the point. I'm your host, Stephanie Dennis. My background is in human resources, which is what I have my master's degree in. My passion is helping others and sharing my knowledge. So here we are. This is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. Have you ever been interviewing for a job and you left and you're like, am I going to get it? Did that go well? Well, today we're going to dive into some of the positive signals or buying signs, if you will. You hear about, you know, the buying signs in sales. And I feel like while they're different, the phrase is similar, right? Because in a bigger company, like the one I do work at, it takes a couple days to get a formal approval. And it could just be, you know, something not that formal, right? It could be the hiring manager or recruiter following up, asking you how it went and just say, hey, I know when we first spoke, we talked about this. Has anything changed on your end, right? Number two, the company is following up with you before you follow up with them. Try to avoid this. (laughs) You want to be the one to follow up first. However, if you leave an interview... They have a debrief conversation. It goes well. They want to move you forward. It could be that they're reaching out to you to let you know that first before you send your like follow-up thank you note. Number three, asking when you're available to start. That's pretty straightforward, right? You're at the end of an interview and the hiring manager is like, great, what would be your availability to start? That's a great sign. Number four, the team usually recruiting, not always, genuinely wants to hear your feedback. You know, I want to hear everyone's feedback, whether they they did well or not, but the people who did well in their interview and the team wants to move forward, I genuinely want to know, like, how did it go? What are your thoughts? Do you have questions? How can I help? And then usually when I get those questions out of the way, then I'll let them know what those next steps look like. Number five, the company is trying to get you in for the next steps like ASAP. You know, oftentimes when things are going really well, they're like, great, the next step is to meet with, you know, so-and-so. Are you available in two days, right? So it's quick. It's not like three weeks from now, unless you have to meet with an executive or like a C-level person that's usually going to take what feels like freaking forever. (laughs) It is what it is. Number six, asking for references. Most companies don't do references. I will say that. So if that doesn't happen, I don't want that to make anyone nervous or like, oh no, it didn't go well. They didn't ask me for my references. Well, most people don't even check references these days. So it is what it is. However, for companies that do it, if they're asking, that's a great sign. Number seven, explaining the offer approval process or background check or, you know, what the details of that stage are is a really great sign, even if they're not formally extending you an offer when you're talking about that. Number eight, asking about your interest in the job, right? So how did your interview go? You know, you got to learn more. What are your thoughts? You know, are you still interested? How does that compare to your other interviews? You know, all of those are questions that may or may not be asked of you after your interview. I like to get that feedback, as I mentioned. Not all recruiters do. Number nine, asking if you have any other interviews or offers on the table. This is kind of a a multi-prong question, if you will. So one, I want to know if you have other offers on the table because I want to know how fast that we need to move on our end, right? If we have four steps in our interview process and we're at step one and you have an offer, like we're probably not going to get to step four before you need to make a decision. 
on, you know, also if you have other interviews, again, do we need to move fast? Do we have a couple weeks? You know, do we need to try and shift things around or are we okay? And, you know, how does this opportunity compare to the other opportunities that you're interviewing for? If we're number one, great. If we're like number four, like, and you have you know, you're at the final stages and we're just starting, then like, what's the point, right? Number 10, the team is giving you clarity on the role. So they may walk you through like a day-to-day or what are the responsibilities that you would be doing. Number 11, you feel like you're being sold to, whether that's the company or the role. Oftentimes when hiring managers and uh, interviewers are starting to pitch more or less, right? The company and the role, it's because they are really interested in bringing you onto the team and they may not feel the same level of excitement from you. So they start to kind of pitch you a little bit. Number 12, your interview runs late. Always a great sign. Well, let me say this. When your interview runs late and everyone is still engaging with you, if your interview is running late because you can't shut up, that is a different problem. And at that point, people are starting to look at their phones or checking the time, uh, that sort of thing. But if it's running late, because whoever you're talking to is just really engaged and interested in the conversation, that's a great sign. Number 13, the person you followed up with actually responds to your follow-up email right away, (laughs) or in general, I should say. I laugh, but it's true. Like oftentimes, like hiring managers just don't respond to follow-up emails if they're not interested in the person. Number 14, listening to basic wording. So you will versus you would or when versus if, right? If you got this job or when you start, you versus the person we hire, you know, you're going to do this or the person we hire is going to do this. We versus our team, you know, we like me and you who are in this room during this interview, we are going to take over the world. Our team, me as the interviewer, you know, me and my team are going to take over the world, right? Number 15, body language, really important. Are they engaged? Are they smiling? Are they nodding? You know, are they showing that they care and they want to be talking to you? Number 16, when you are offered and introduced to other people on the team and when you're offered a tour. So oftentimes at the end of interviews, some managers do this, others simply don't have time, but some do. They'll actually leave, you know, half hour after the interview is over. If it goes well, if it runs over, if it goes well, they may want to introduce you to other people on the team. I've definitely worked with hiring managers who are like, okay, let's not schedule so-and-so after this interview, but if it goes well, I'll just make sure they keep themselves available to meet with this person or let's bring you, you know, around the office and show you, you know, the cool lunchroom or wherever people play ping pong. You know, like every office has ping pong these days, but you know, all the cool stuff because they want to show you the, the good stuff. 17 is a tour. So kind of piggybacking off 16, I combined them. <laughs> 18 towards the end, you know, it turns more casual or chatty, if you will. You know, maybe at the end they may reference, you know, the dog comments you made or what kind of dog do you have or whatever. You know, a lot of the personal stuff people shouldn't be talking about, but it is what it is. You know, if someone brings up, you know, their spouse, you know, that may be an opportunity for you to bring up your partner, you know, whatever it is. I shy away from that. Uh, If you're an interviewer, you, you know, shy away from that. We shouldn't know if people are married or not. And when I say we shouldn't know, so like if someone brings it up, it's not like, oh my God, you can't tell me that. It's more so that can't be a factor 
on your decision whatsoever. So from an HR perspective, it's like, I'd rather just not know, right? But that's my own personal opinion. 19, the team sets clear expectations on when you should get or expect to get feedback about the next step. So oftentimes when hiring managers are talking to candidates, they'll say, great, Stefan Recruiting is going to follow up with you in the next day or two to talk about next steps, or uh, someone from the team will be in touch to talk about next steps in the next week, you know, whatever it might be. The sooner the expectation is set with you, the more likely that the interview did go really well. Number 20, the interviewer is tying your specific experience to how it could be helpful in the role. So this could come up in a way like maybe they tell you your experience doing this project at ABC Company two years ago could really help us with what we're working on. Here's how. Number 21, the company is offering to pay for your flight and travel for an interview. I will say this, if you need to travel for an interview, the company should definitely be paying for it, but the willingness to do that is a great sign. Number 22, the goodbye. See you soon, when we talk again, talk to you soon, blah, 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 whatever it might be, right? Like contact with the interviewer in a short amount of time. (laughs) However they decide to phrase that. Hopefully that was helpful. Hopefully that can help give you insight as to whether or not uh, your interview went well. If you have questions you want me to answer on the podcast, definitely head over to the Google survey I have in the show notes. You can enter them there. I hope you found that helpful and valuable. As always, thank you so very much for taking the time to be here and listen and support the show. I really do appreciate it. You can find more information in the show notes over at stephdennis13.com. And if you want to learn how we can work together, specifically on resume consulting right now, you can head over to listen to careertalk.com for more information there. If you want to support the show financially, you can do so via PayPal or the Anchor app. Also on the Anchor app, you can leave me a voice message, which is pretty cool. You can find me on the socials at at stephdennis13. We are written, produced, hosted, and edited by yours truly. You are so awesome, so amazing. I hope you have a wonderful, fantastic rest of your day.